This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So, Bree, I remember this one time I was in a bike race around Tucson, and uh, I wasn't paying attention. We were riding down 4th Avenue, and there's railroad tracks, like street track tracks, and my bike's tire like went and wedged in to the railroad tracks, no. and I totally fell down and just like skinned my hands, everything. Ugh. I had nothing with me, nothing at all. And it's that times where you want a first aid product and you have nothing. And <laughs> active skin repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. I've used it on my son's mosquito bites, and I wish I would have had it the time I totally scraped up my hands. Oh, I hear you. Like whenever I go paddleboarding, kayaking, I'm always trying to find something that is like an all-in-one that I can take with me. And active skin repair could be used like that. It can be used to treat cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for all skin types, all parts of the body, like eczema and acne-prone skin, all of that. With over 500,000 happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order. Use code NOGUILT. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined here by my lovely blue and purple-haired co-host, Brie Tucker. <laughs> Why, hello, hello, everybody. How are you? I, I, I upped my color. This you upped your color. I did tell. notice it looked a lot more vibrant than usual. Yes, and yes. I was really happy to see that I didn't see teal in there because teal means Brie's angry or did not go, not it, well. Dysregulated. 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 Yeah, I, I, my, my, my feelings are chaotic, and but I did put a little bit of teal in, but I was trying to get the blue is what I was. Oh, I see the blue now. See, Brie is like a armchair color person. Yeah. I only do the tips. So wait, so if you have a little bit of teal, does it mean you're a little bit chaotic and not all chaotic? Maybe. I'll be Maybe. honest with you. Um, we're recording this like just after Easter and I was thinking more Easter eggs. Oh. I'll be honest. Okay. <laughs> Easter like, eggs are good. I was like, let's be like multicolored. Easter eggs are happy yeah. and good for sure. Yeah. And you mentioned dysregulated, which is what we're talking about today about helping your kids uh, not when they're dysregulated. Right. That was not my intention to be a segue, but it actually was the first word that came to mind and probably because that's what we're talking about today. <laughs> because it's hard. A lot of us see when kids have rude behavior, when they have temper tantrums, when they're are just plain mean to everybody. <clears throat> teenagers. Teenagers. <laughs> a lot of us want to respond with like discipline or punishment. Like, oh my gosh, how dare you talk to me that way? I am going to take away your phone for the next year. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that <laughs> always works out so well, doesn't it? Like, I mean, even if you, you, I would say that most parents would tell you that that doesn't work out so great. It's not that they don't listen because a lot of times they do end up listening, mm -hmm. but what ends up being the casualty of it? Your relationship with your kids. Mm -hmm. They get very upset and things don't end up. I, I've got actually a great example of that that I'll share later in the show. And I would say it's even more than your relationship with your kids. And that's a big part of it. But mm -hmm. also it's the part that like by 
not acknowledging the emotions and not helping them through that emotional mm-hmm. state, they learn to kind of shove it down. Yep. And not deal with it. Not healthy. Not healthy. And people. it's not healthy. <laughs> and it causes a lot of issues down the road because, I mean, if you're listening right now, you could probably like relate. Do you shove down your emotions and then do they all of a sudden explode right <laughs> everywhere or do you not feel okay having your emotions? I know that's a real big problem for me. I have a real hard problem like showing anger or telling people I'm upset with something. I think that's the one that's really hard. I mean, a lot of us are okay with our happy feelings. Yeah, we're okay with that. A lot of us are okay with our happy feelings. There there are, you know, some cases where you're like, "Ooh, I don't want to be too happy." But I mean, I think that most people are okay with that, but when you get to those feelings that are difficult. Yes. They make you kind of feel icky. The angry, the sad, even right? tired's Jealous. okay. Tired's okay because in our culture it means like, "Oh my gosh, you've been working so hard and doing all the things. It's okay to be tired." But sad is not okay. Angry is usually not okay. I'd say resentful, jealous. All those ones are ones that we tend to stuff down Mm -hmm. because that's not. And especially as moms, I think we're like, nope, I'm supposed to be happy. I'm supposed to be the one holding everybody together. I don't I don't have time to have these feelings. The mom's mood uh, depend, like the mom's mood affects the rest of the family's mood. Have you oh, heard yeah. that? Yeah. And so I feel it's so much pressure on us because we're like, oh, we have to be happy else our whole family is going to be sad. Oh my gosh, forget that. I know. What? It's not our job to like, right, to to handle and be, to be in charge of everything. No. It really isn't. That That's too much pressure for one person. And that's why it's so important to, Teach your kids these skills. Yes, teach them. And of course, we're also going to address how to make sure that you are feeling regulated as well, because that's a huge, important thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what you have to look forward to in today's episode. And let's start the show. Hey, we have something really fun happening in a few weeks, starting May 9th. So we, excited. Yeah, we're starting the Raising <laughs> Kind and Capable Kids Challenge, which if you feel overwhelmed and you're just tired of reminding and nagging your kids to get basic things done, like the bedtime routine or getting ready in the morning or even the basic chores they have around the house, like picking up stuff from the living room floor. Oh my gosh, Bray. Um, yeah, we all have that one. We <laughs> all have that one. So you might think your kids lack motivation or disregard, disregard of skills schedules, but really the missing link is skills. They need practice in these life skills. And the skills that we're focusing on are keeping friendships, improving frustration tolerance, navigating expectations, and displaying boundaries. And if you've been paying really close attention, it spells out the word kind. (laughs) (laughs) You and your acronyms. I love the acronym. I love the acronym. But it is a fun five-day challenge. It's going to give you live workshops with me and we teach you the skills that your kids need to learn. And also you get like a little short activity, like think about doing it in the car activity that will help your kids improve in these skills. And you get to meet a lot of other moms and have a great, great time. Like Brie and I only know how to bring the fun. I know, right? I was going to say that we forgot some of the good stuff. There's going to be games. There's going to be prizes. We're going to have so much fun, guys. It's going to be phenomenal. So To get in on that, you can go sign up, noguiltmom.com, and sign up for the challenge. It is $29, and that gives you a whole week of great stuff that you can do right away, lots of fun, and I mean, just think of upping your mom game in just one short week. Fantastic. Fantastic. So go sign up. So we love hearing from you and how these podcast episodes help you and what's going on in your life. So Brie, let's shout out someone who emailed us. 
Yes, yes, we got the most fantastic email recently from Julie, and it was it was so sweet. Oh my gosh, it's the best thing ever. Julie said she was listening to the seven ways to get respect in her home, and her eleven year old son came in and started listening along with her, and. When he heard the material, he's like, yeah, you should do this, which kind of coming from an 11 year old, you're like, "Um, excuse me, child. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a second. What's the catch or where is my kid and what did you do with them? But Julie replied to um, she said that's exactly why she was listening. And then her 11 year old helped her make Rice Krispie treats and then went to bed knowing that he was helping get a meal ready for the next day. And she was so excited about it. We're so excited for you, Julie. And she also said that thank you for making it's so fun and practical to be a happy mom every mama needs you ladies as their cheerleaders so lots of love to you julie for spreading that joy around let's go julie (laughs) let us know how you are doing with the no guilt mom podcast leave us a review on apple itunes uh, and email us hello at noguiltmom.com and we always answer back yeah we have a link in the show notes on how to leave us a review we'd love love to hear from you You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. Oh, so kids, when they are dysregulated, can be a very frustrating thing. <laughs> oh, my goodness, yes. Like, we were talking before the show. We were like, all right, we need to come up with some some examples of when our kids were recently dysregulated. And dysregulation can appear to be, like, so many different different like ways kids appear dysregulated like there's the obvious way in younger kids when they have tantrums or when they break down crying right but there's also the not so obvious way especially when kids get older where they're just outright mean to you (laughs) and they discount everything you say they basically tell you you're wrong all the time and it's a never ending struggle and it feels like your kid is just being rude when when my child's like this my first instinct is to be like I don't like it when you talk to me like that which is totally okay to do but when you're in the moment you don't realize that there's something else going on underneath the surface right a lot of times this emotional dysregulation is something that they really really need need your help with Mm -hmm. so we actually like as we're going to be talking about this today we have three actionable tips of three different techniques that you can use to help your child when they're going through this that Mm -hmm. is going to help strengthen your relationship with them and give them the life skills get start teaching them how to handle this because nobody likes it when your emotions are kind of going every which way and I mean I, I just know that there are times when I get really really upset and I can feel like I I get I start lashing out Mm -hmm. and inside like the voice in my head is like dude stop it why are you acting like this like why are you why are you yelling at everybody and you're trying to stop but you just can't because you're so dysregulated 
Hey all, it is Joanne. And Brie here. And we want to tell you about a podcast that you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Uturbe, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And in this latest season of Understood Explains, it covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP, and it busts common myths about special education. We actually just listened to the episode, IEPs, Does My Child Need an IEP? And here is what we loved about it. I loved that it was so digestible. Like it was such a short episode and all of the topics, which could be really confusing to parents, were easily explained. And I loved how they gave great concrete examples because you know how much I love me a good example. They explained what kind of services and supports you could actually see on a child's IEP or individual education plan. And they explained those acronyms that nothing drives me more crazy than when there's acronyms and I don't get it. I don't know what it stands for. They took the time to explain everything in so much detail and to cover concerns that a lot of families have about special ed services. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes. Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Hey guys, Brie here, and let me tell you, April is a killer time of the year for me because it is crazy allergy season. I swear, everything that is in bloom looks fantastic and beautiful, but it makes it so I can't breathe. I am literally coughing, sneezing, rubbing my nose. I look like Rudolph half of the spring. It's terrible. But luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies like I do, we live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can finally breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine is the best decongestant available. It relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I absolutely love it. It is the only allergy medicine that works for me. So if you're ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just one quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Oh yeah. I felt it just yesterday. We're packing to move and I was trying to get some work stuff done as well. It was a Sunday. And so here I am like, it's, it's literally running back and forth to my computer. I'll like be like, oh my gosh, I forgot to do this. And I'll like spend 30 minutes on my computer. And then I went back out to the hallway to like pack some things. And then my daughter, <laughs> there was an incident this weekend where my daughter had a Subway sandwich in her backpack for the past four days. Oh <laughs> gosh. Because she goes to dance and then on Wednesday she um, she stays there for her hour break and there's a subway right next to her dance. It's just she yeah. goes and gets subway. Well, um, we were get packing her room and my dog Addie starts sniffing at her backpack in the corner. We're like, what are you doing, Addie? And I see the little subway wrapper poking out and I'm like, is there a sandwich in here? And she's like, oh yeah, I forgot about it. I forgot about it. Like, 
the guys thought I said 12 inch and I wanted a six inch. So I was going to save it and have it for my lunch. But it had been five days free. It had been five days that this meatball grind, this, no, maybe it wasn't meatball. I bet it was turkey. How but did still, she not smell that? I don't know. Addie <laughs> smelt it. Anyways, we, uh, me and my husband were both in there. We're like, you have food in here? And she's like, yeah. We're like, well, you, you probably should dispose of that one because Addie will get it. And we knew Addie was going to get it because also this weekend, my parents were visiting Mm -hmm. and they brought a raspberry Danish to share on Easter morning, but they kept it in their guest room and they left the door open. And that's just crazy talk. Addie (laughs) ate the entire raspberry Danish. Yeah. She found the whole thing, which like... My parents don't have a troublesome dog. They have no idea what she's capable of. Do your parents <laughs> but, have a dog at all? No, they don't have a dog. Okay, they, yeah, that, they don't that's have a dog. it. That's it right there. Yeah. <laughs> so we knew that she finds food. So we told her, okay, like you, you need to get the sandwich out. And she kind of gives us a bit of attitude. Yeah, whatever. Like I'll do it. Like it's not a big deal. Da-da-da-da. Two hours later, Eddie, ah, ah, and I hear this coming from her room. And she's like, mom. Addie had taken the entire Subway sandwich out of the bag. There was like pieces of like rotting lettuce all over her floor (laughs) (laughs) because of it. And she looks at me. She's like, help me clean it up. And I'm like, oh, no. Well, I'm a little upset here because (laughs) I told you that you should probably get rid of this and you push back against me. And then I walked out of the room. Yeah, like my you're you're better than me. Like I said, my immediate response would have been, "Oh no, oh no, but that doesn't help." <laughs> no. Well, I knew I was so mad. But at least you kept it in your head. <laughs> and she was looking at it. She's like, "I just can't do it. I can't touch it. I can't touch it." And I knew she was dysregulated, but I also knew that I was dysregulated. Right. And I was pissed <laughs> that sandwich was still in the backpack. So I I checked in with myself and I excused myself from the room mm-hmm. and I did not go and help. I just shut myself in my office. And at first I felt really bad about it. Yeah. But then when I calmed down. That mom guilt. Yeah. yeah. She was able to calm down too. And she did end up cleaning it herself and it was all okay. Yeah. But it's one of those instances where when you're talking about your kids being dysregulated and they start being snappy to you mm-hmm. and then they start yelling at you, your first priority is checking in with yourself because if you are not in a place where you can parent logically um, and you're in control of your emotions you can step out right no that's exactly it because like <clears throat> and we're gonna talk more about that but I I think that is a huge thing because like when we're talking about like emotional dysregulation in case mm-hmm. you're out there going like okay what exactly is that it's, it's when you're having a difficulty um, being able to register with what you're feeling and or being able to respond to those emotions properly. And like you just said, if we flip our lid and and we say, oh, no, this is all your fault. You need to figure it out on your own. Mm-hmm. We're chances are that's not what we would want somebody to say back to us. Right. Mm-hmm. And we are and we are dysregulated at that moment. And if we can't be calm, they we're just going to like be feeding into that fire. Think mm-hmm. of it like just throwing like lighter fluid on that little spark they have going because the biggest thing with like helping kids deal with emotional regulation is it's really not what you say it's how you are so you need to be in a place where you can have like really relaxed body language and you can talk about things in a like warm almost caring tone Mm -hmm. although with some of these things it's still hard oh yeah but I knew I could not talk about it without putting a really heavy dose of sarcasm and like I told you so right like that's why I'm like I'm just saying like okay so for everybody out there in podcast land like I I love hearing this story because 
I know that in my situation, there is a 50-50 chance I would have brought a nice heavy dose of sarcasm. <laughs> and then as soon as it came out of my mouth, I would have realized that it was a wrong thing to say and that it was just going to, again, lighter fluid, just making that flame go up. And but, and it, you can't stop it at that point. You've already said it and it's already caused issues. So like you did the right thing. Yes. And then I, I do want to say something though yeah. about like if the sarcasm does come out, like all of our kids look at our interactions like an aggregate, like all together and not like one instance. So if the sarcasm comes out, as long as later you repair it with your child and yes. you say like, hey, I was really upset about this and I said some things I should not have said and I wish I would have taken a moment to myself like that is great you're right like all that matters is the repair no you are you are 100% mm-hmm. right because that's yeah that is something big that because I, I tend I have a little bit of a short fuse mm-hmm. I do well a little yeah. bit of a short fuse I do too <laughs> yeah so I do a lot of coming back to my my kids especially my daughter because she's the one who like me has a short fuse mm-hmm. so things tend to make her upset and they make her upset quickly um, and I, honestly, like, I, and you've probably heard me say this before in the podcast, and you know this, Joanne, that my daughter is a mini me. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, so it's like two of us fighting to be in the same timeline at the same time. Like, two the same timeline. The same person. You <laughs> You're like Loki. I've been watching a few of those, like, uh, the, car, the comic book stuff lately. Who's the variant? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We go back and forth. Like, I tell her I was here first, so she's the variant, but she's then variant. she argues that she's better at it, so then I'm. <laughs> the very end, but anyways <laughs> yeah that happens a lot with us so so these three like it and this whole thing it got this whole episode got kind of sparked by you're reading a book mm-hmm. and I saw a really cool TikTok video <laughs> and they both matched together and we're like together. we need to talk about this Yes. So the dysregulation, we have three options for you to do when your kids are giving you that attitude. Or maybe you have a younger kid who is just erupting in tears. Like that's my eight-year-old's, like that's where he goes all the time. He just shuts down. He starts rubbing his eyes where I know he's really upset about something and he does excuse himself from the room now. That took some time, people. Yes, if you've, you've listened, if you've listened to me for a while, you know that that took some time. But that's also like, not only did that take some time, some time but that's also some fabulous life skills for a kiddo his age mm-hmm. well fabulous it's all about um something called emotional co-regulation which we learned more about when we had mona della hook on yes um and that's the book that i'm reading right now brain body parenting by mona della hook but she also has another great one called beyond behaviors which i also read and that goes into our first option which is when we see our kids re- like dysregulated we want to acknowledge the situation Yes, with it, and try to not acknowledge it with sarcasm. Yeah, not acknowledge it with sarcasm. <laughs> and what that means is that there is this whole school of thought out there where like you've heard the term self-regulation and you want kids to improve their self-regulation. But we've seen self-regulation to be something like kids need to go off by themselves and improve their mood by themselves, which is not how it works. And that's the whole premise that timeouts were put on. Like, go think about this by yourself. Right. Because if they have time to sit there and think about it, they'll be able to put themselves back on cue. Mm-hmm. And which, re- no. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, in Especially fact, for the young kids. Yeah. Because right? they don't they don't know yet how to handle these things. All they learn is that they need to not show their emotions. Right. Because their emotions got them in trouble. And their emotions are shameful. That's what they learn from timeouts, which is a hard thing to hear because I used to use timeouts with my daughter. And hearing like that now, I'm like, oh, crap. Like, well, <laughs> I mean, and that's part of like, you know, we... I, 
just to kind of come back to that, like when you say that about being shameful about emotions, that makes me think about the shame monster we have in the Sib Journal. Yeah. Like that's an important thing for, for kids to understand. And I think for a lot of us as adults, mm-hmm. a lot of times like we don't think about the fact that we feel shameful about our, our emotions sometimes and letting them out. And like you said, if you have somebody that can help you co-regulate, like in my household, my husband does an amazing job of helping me co-regulate. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I would be as as well off if I if I didn't have that. And it's having it now because I didn't have it the first half of my life has made an amazing, amazing difference. Yeah, you bring up a great point because we as adults need emotional co-regulation yeah. just as much as our kids do. We don't realize it until we start getting it. And then we're like, what is this fantastic thing? And I mean, like describe a little bit what Miguel does to you. So when I get upset, I tend to start talking really fast and I can get kind of louder in my voice. It, it does, I do tend to get louder a lot of times, but not all the time. He'll start speaking slowly. He'll make eye contact. He'll offer a hug. And a lot of times that hug helps me calm down. And it's not only the the um, the physical contact, because I'm, I'm one of those, I like that deep contact. So like, I'm definitely one of those like um, sensory seekers. Mm-hmm. So it's not only that, but I can also feel his heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And it kind of helps bring me down too. And he breathe, and he does it on purpose. He'll say like, I hug you and I breathe slowly on purpose to kind of help calm you down. And then we can start talking. He is like instinctually doing emotional co-regulation. <laughs> he well, is. he's probably doing a little bit because he does work in the social work field. Yes. So he knows yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. <laughs> well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. But yeah, it's that that calm breath, that being. It's like the who he is, the bringing the calmness to the situation, the using the soothing voice, the using touch. And that is what our kids need sometimes when they are dysregulated. They need us there, either present beside them. I mean, we don't even have to fix the situation because, I mean, like Miguel probably doesn't try to fix your situation. He's just there as the calming presence. Right, right. But, and like you're saying, like, so 
once they kind of get that calming presence, right, Mm -hmm. we can also then, especially for our kids, because I think our kids have to probably work on this more than we do as adults, but you know what? It could go either way. Mm -hmm. Um, We can help talk to them about how they're feeling. Yes. Helping them, like, because sometimes they don't even know, right? Yeah. And normalize their emotions. Like uh, just last night, my daughter came to me and she's like, I'm really, I don't want to move. Like, I like this house. I don't want to leave it. And typically what I would probably go to is be like, oh my gosh, there's going to be so many good things at our new house and we have this and this and this. But when we think in terms of emotional co-regulation and acknowledge the situation, um, I responded instead. I, I pulled her close. I hugged her. I breathed deeply. And I'm like, I know you don't like change is hard. Change is really hard. And just acknowledged it and yeah. made her feel like her feelings, like everyone, so many other people feel these feelings too and they're okay. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about number two. Acknowledge the situation, but say your kids are still kind of like, eh. like I know one time when I was coming up to my child and they're like really tense still. Every time I touched them, it was kind of a jump back. And I asked, I'm like, hey, do you just need me to give you some space right now? And they're like, yeah. Yeah. That's the option. You can give them some space. So that's kind of what you did with your story. Like your daughter, you you were having an emotional response and you needed some space mm-hmm. to kind of come back from that. And I just I just had that on Thursday night with my daughter. Yeah. She was downstairs. She was upset, having a lot of um, – I was getting a lot of hostility mm-hmm. whenever I asked her anything and a lot of that body language of like, I am not happy. And so I said to her, are you not in a good place right now? And she's like, I'm mad. I'm just mad and I don't know why. And I go, okay. I love you, mom, but I need some space right now. So I'm going to go head upstairs. And she stared at me for a minute, like with this, like, what are you doing? Like, I'm suspicious of this witchcraft you're trying. (laughs) And then I said it again to her and she goes, really? I just go upstairs to my room. And I'm like, yeah, you can have your space. And she's like, okay. And she started to walk away. And then she looked at me and she just went, love you. And then ran upstairs. Space (laughs) is sometimes all people need. Like, it's not one of those things where... The same thing will work for every person in every situation. Right. It's not black and white like that. It's very nuanced. It's very particular to the child. It's very particular to like where they are in that moment in time. And that's, I think, where a lot of people get hung up because they come to us with a situation or a problem and they're like, okay, my kid is doing this. What do I do? And immediately our question is like, well, give us a little more information. Right. There's not one size fixes all for every situation. Mm -hmm. It's totally individual, but this is one of your options. You can give them some space if you see that they're really not responding well to your touch, not responding well to any, like, I don't want to say suggestions because when kids are mad, no suggestions go well at all. Like none. Think about it with us. Like when I'm mad, sometimes I just want to be mad. I want to be yeah. with my feelings to work through them. Allow me to be angry and then I can work through them. Yeah. So, But if they're not responding to anything, they may just need some space. Yeah. And you know mm-hmm. what? It's a great thing too because it gives your child the ability to have that voice. Mm-hmm. To be able to say, nope, not right now. I need quiet. Because I think sometimes as our kids get older, they realize that some things trigger them and that they may say or do something that they'll regret later. So please stop pushing me to deal with it in the moment and just give me some time to breathe. And then I'll come back when I need it. Yeah. My son actually had to scream in a pillow, go to another room and scream in a pillow for a good chunk of time there. Maybe like six months he was using that strategy. But I think that's so good because mm-hmm. how many times have you been in a situation as an adult with another adult where there is an altercation? Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it was, you guys did not agree about something and they just kept beating the dead horse about it, like would not stop or you guys just were both getting that whole like lighter fluid on the fire. Mm-hmm. And you just wish that one of you 
could have stepped away or like you tried to step away and the other person wouldn't let you. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is, this is a huge skill for people to be able to have, like to be able and to have that empowerment to be able to say, hey, I need some space right now. Yeah. To know that it's okay. And giving your kids that permission now means that when they're adults, they know that that is an okay ask and that someone else is being unreasonable if they don't let them step away. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Which leads us into our third technique that you can use to help your children with emotional dysregulation. Hmm. Which one is this? Distraction. Distraction. Oh, like like magic? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about distraction. (laughs) Distraction. So distraction is like, so, you know, you're, you're dealing with your kids they're upset about something and and sometimes this is when they want to hear all the good things like I'm upset about moving they want to hear the distraction of all the awesome things that are going to be happening in the future or maybe it's one of those situations where they're just feeling really sad and they want to be distracted and that's a big one that I use in my house too Mm -hmm. it's like oh we're feeling sad about something does anybody want to go uh go for a walk or go get some frozen yogurt And that's distraction. It's shifting your attention from what is causing you to be upset and giving you something else to focus on. Now, I want to be clear about this. Distraction is not avoidance. Mm -hmm. It is a temporary solution, just like the giving you some space, right? It's temporary solution. You don't you don't never talk to your kids again when they say they want space. You give them it for for whatever period of time they need it. So distraction, you're going to distract until everybody is calmed down, and then you come back and approach it. And also. A form of distraction could come in electronics and screen time and games. Yeah. Which I think we don't give kids enough chance to use in a distraction way. Like a lot of people look at screen time and they're like, oh my gosh, this is an evil that needs to be monitored and put time limits on and kids have too much screen time. But sometimes kids use screen time to decompress, especially after like a hard school day of just keeping it all together inside all day. Like Mm -hmm. my son likes to come and watch silly YouTube videos by Unspeakable where they, or Mr. Beast. Have you heard of Mr. Beast? No. Well, I've heard you talk about him. I haven't seen him. My recent Mr. Beast video was, um, I'm going to give, put two of my friends in this circle that I tape on the floor and whoever gets out of the circle first loses and the other one gets a thousand dollars for how many million views this video gets i mean this was the premise of the entire youtube video oh my goodness but it's hilarious it's like he does it in a fun way (laughs) but this is a video my son likes to watch and unwind to and so giving kids that time to use screen time as a temporary distraction to calm down to really be with their thoughts or like just distract themselves from whatever they're feeling in the moment until they're ready to come back and deal with it. And we're not saying that they should constantly be watching like screens all the time, but we're just saying like, don't dismiss it because yes. of screens. So like, and I'm going to throw this out to you. So mm-hmm. to everybody out there in podcast land, have you ever had a bad day to yourself and you come home and you're like, you know what? I'm in a grumpy mood. I want to watch something funny. Mm-hmm. I'd want to watch something funny to get me into a happy mood. I I really hope there's a lot of hands going up right now or head shaking. And that's the exact same thing. You're using something to distract you from where you're at now until you can get to that normal level of emotional regulation. Yeah. And then you can deal with it. Then you can process all the things. Yeah. I mean, if you follow No Guilt Mom, anytime I start posting funny dog videos on my stories, that's exactly what's going on. (laughs) 
like need to find the funny animal videos and that is, and that is my ha- my favorite happy thing to do whenever I'm in a bad grumpy mood I'm like I need to go watch funny dog videos you the know? dog videos are hilarious right and you got to remember like the thing that distraction teaches us is that we don't have to dwell and be mm-hmm. stuck in the spiral of the difficult emotions we can work our way out of it and then address it mm-hmm. when we're in that spot where we're able to think more clearly and to have more I don't know responsible or not responsible logical reasonable yes logical I would say logical so let's recap because we're wrapping up here at the end what are the three techniques that we can use we have acknowledged the situation give your kids some space or use some distraction yeah all of those are going to be able to help you no matter how old your child is all this works for all ages to help them with their emotional dysregulation and you know what not even your child works for you too yes it works for you too great skills remember it's important to check in with yourself first before you use any of these because you are really the most important and the more time and energy you invest in yourself the better it's going to be for your entire family for sure because remember the best mom is a happy mom so take care of you and we will see you next time thanks for stopping by oh hey everybody it's us Blair and Molly your old pals from toddler purgatory Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talked to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it.